What's up, Marks? Welcome back to the Keeping It Cafe <laughs> podcast. I am Greg. And I'm Dustin Dynamite, and I'm ready to fucking bring some heat tonight. Well, before we get into the G1, Raw, Dynamite, all that shit, we got to address something right off the bat, because you right have some shit bat. on your chest that you need to get off. All right, so, of course, there's a CM Punk returns to AEW, and the dirt sheets are out and they're saying that CM Punk has threatened to quit AEW, that he doesn't want to push young talent, that he doesn't get along with anybody in the back, and he's a narcissist and whatever, blah, blah, Who didn't blah, know blah, that? For I'm going to start this off by saying CM Punk is a character that Phil Brooks plays on a television show called AEW Dynamite. Let's remember that, okay? This is wrestling, and kayfabe still exists. It okay? does. Let's see. CM Punk knows how to keep it. Yes, he does, because he's a professional, and he's the best in the world. One of the best in the world. All right. So, first thing everyone's saying is, oh, Triple H was right about CM Punk. Everything Triple H said was right. Blah, blah, blah. Okay, uh, what has happened to every single WWE star that has left WWE? They slander the fuck out of them. They even did it to Stone Cold. Yep. When Stone Cold left, they said he took his ball and went home. And you know why Stone Stone Cold left? Because he didn't want to put Brock Lesnar over with no fucking build. Oh, is that a re good reason? I would say it's probably a good reason, right? Although Stone Cold does say that he regrets that decision. which He does. Probably. But... He also works for WWE again, so. Exactly, so he says that shit. Because... Let's, let's talk about why Punk left WWE. He left WWE because he didn't want to fucking put part-timers over, like The Rock and Brock Lesnar. Yeah, he wanted to put people over like Daniel Bryan, people who were, you know, the future stars of the company. So let's bring it back to this whole story about Punk not wanting to put over young talent. He came to AEW and said that's what he wanted to do. He, When he won the title, he said he didn't want to go on a long title reign because he wants to push the talent that's in AEW. That's why he went to AEW. Punk plays a character. This Every feud in AEW has referenced Punk being a selfish, narcissist dude that doesn't get along with anybody in the back. That has been his gimmick in every promotion he's been in. Yep. People forget the WWE, his WWE run, 95% of that was a work. It was a work. Hey, uh, guess what, people? The pipe bomb was a work. It was a work. This is all building to all out, which is why we're not having the now, fucking... Now, that's not to say that CM Punk didn't feel some of those things true, but it was a work. It was, he did talk with developmental about it and basically told them what he was going to say. The best works are the ones that have some little bits of truth. Exactly. to Exactly. The problem is these dirt sheet people like to go and take these little bits of truth and turn it into a bunch of stupid shit and then attack somebody's character. And this dude has been a fucking solid guy for wrestling since his early days in ring of honor. He didn't want to go to he he didn't even really want to go to WWE in the very beginning because he did he felt like he was going to sell out if he went to WWE. Yeah, he was actually very loyal to Ring of Honor. Yeah, I mean, so come on, man, let's uh let's stop the fucking CM Punk slander right fucking now because I'm not I'm not I'm not having it. We're not gonna have that. And and the for the people that are saying that AEW is better off with CM Punk. Go fuck yourselves, okay? Yeah, we've we've sure seen that. I wasn't even interested in a fucking product at all these past few weeks. Now, I was this close to being like, you know what? Part of, part of that was because I've been watching the G1. But the mo for the most part of it, I'm just... Most of it sucks. It's just not entertaining. It Are, are you looking forward to Dynamite next week and f seeing what happens next with CM Punk? Yep. Because... Exactly. It's like, like it says in the title... Finally, AEW is worth watching again. Exactly. CM Punk's back. Kenny Omega's back. And it you have something to look forward to now. Stop fucking and put that, some and respect on knock. CM Punk's name. It's not a knock on the other talent that's there. 
It's just saying that they aren't big enough names yet, or they're just their characters aren't written written good enough to to make anyone give a shit about them. AEW I mean, is hurting. I mean, look at Moxley, for example. Every week, what do they do? They have him fucking talk in the back in some boiler room or some fucking locker room, wherever it is. He's wandering around the fucking arena. (laughs) And he says he cuts a promo on somebody that nobody even fucking knows. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. Uh, John Brown tonight, me and you's going to go around. I know you've been good on the nobody fucking cares because guess what? Nobody knows who John Brown or whoever the fuck is. Yeah. And if you're the second, if you're the number two wrestling promotion in the world, you should probably have your fucking interim champion fighting people that, you know, have some kind of backing. And considering the amount of time that Punk was out, they didn't need a fucking interim champion to begin with. Yeah, I mean, honestly, they could have just kept Punk as the champ and had him coming out, cutting a couple promos here and there while he was recovering. But you mentioned Moxley, so... All of a sudden, there's been this new uh, push in the last day or so saying that Moxley is the best member of S.H.I.E.L.D. Would you like me to pull up the memes? Yeah, let's pull the memes up. Let's read these memes. Here's the first one. that When you showed me these, you showed me these while I was at work. Yeah. And I I was dumbfounded. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? Because it's just ridiculous. Here's the first one. I'll read it. Moxley has completely eclipsed Roman and Seth as as a performer this year. It's really not even close. He's undoubtedly the best out of the three by a country mile, in my opinion. Well, at Caster Gun X, to you, I say you're a fucking mark and you're stupid. If that's (laughs) what you actually fucking think. What the fuck do you see that is better than anything Roman and Seth are doing right now? Dude, Seth hasn't even. I don't even. I can't remember the last time Seth's really won a match, a big match. Because you know what he does? He puts people over. That's yep. what he does. And he doesn't have to win. And he's still one of the biggest stars in WWE right now. And he doesn't have a stupid fucking theme like Moxley, neither. <laughs> wow, dang. And, <laughs> and Roman Reigns? Okay, look. You know what? The guy fucking. They put, they filled up half a fucking football stadium for SummerSlam. Is John Moxley fucking doing that? Nope. No. That's Sorry, I don't care what you think about. I'm not the biggest Roman Reigns fan, but I'm not going to sit here and be stupid and say that he's that fucking John Moxley is bigger than the fucking Roman Reigns, the fucking number one guy in WWE right now. Get so here, here, here. Is, here is the second meme. This one was ridiculous too. Well, it's not even a meme. It's just a tweet, I guess, but yeah, they're tweets. Uh, yeah. Okay. So Seth Rollins is not the best worker in wrestling. There's a case to be made for WWE, but why, but definitely not the wider wrestling world. As for Roman, I genuinely think Mox is more of a draw, even if the numbers don't technically show it, because think about it. If the think numbers about- don't fucking show it, then that means he's not a bigger draw, you stupid fucks. <laughs> I mean, wh- are you fucking kidding me right now? And don't get me wrong, I like Moxley. And I don't really mind. I know that he's been like, you know, taking on all comers with his interim belt and stuff, and he's been, you know, on TV every week. But you... Like, these are asinine fucking statements that people are making. Bigger draw? He's not a bigger draw. Like I just said, Roman Reigns is filling up fucking half football stadiums that hold fucking 80,000 people. He's putting 50,000 butts in the seats. It ain't fucking... John Moxley ain't fucking doing that, man. I can tell you this. I work around a lot of different people. A lot of different people who talk about wrestling. Do you want to know who's talking about John Moxley? Guess how many? None of them. You know why? Because he's fucking almost irrelevant. And I like Moxley. I do. Actually, in New Japan, I think he's fucking thousand times better than AEW. But AEW makes him out to be like his whole gimmick is just him spouting off that he's a badass and he'll fight anyone. Yeah. It's like, okay, cool. And like he puts on some good matches. Like he he entertains me. But he's not. He is definitely the number three member. And enough of Shield. with the fucking blood already. Oh my god. Yeah. God damn. Fucking one minute into the match, he's got to fucking slice his fucking head open. He's running around with a fucking crimson mask. So, yeah. 
Kenny being back is going to be, I mean, we're, we're going to touch on dynamite. We'll, we'll talk about all of that, but yeah. So you're basically over wrestling fans is what you were. Yeah. I, I'm just tired. I, and not all wrestling fans. Like there are definitely of course some we like wrestling fans. I mean, this is a wrestling show and we're wrestling fans, but yeah, we're mostly but, talking about the marks, the ones who blindly follow AEW. Like it's the fucking, the next coming of greatness or something without any merit to back it. Yeah. <clears throat> it's just like, it, we can enjoy all the wrestling promotions. Okay. But let's have some realistic fucking like, you know, thoughts about things like WWE is number one, no matter what you want to think, say whatever it is. They, the fucking pinnacle of wrestling. Yep. If that is where the best people are, and it's and it right now it's getting better with fucking Triple H in charge. AEW is number two, and then everything else is below that. And maybe you can, you can you say know. whatever you want about you know people try to say oh well Cody Rhodes went back to WWE because he wanted to fulfill you know his father's legacy and all this other nonsense. It, it's not that the reason Cody Rhodes went back to WWE is because he saw how big of a cluster fuck AEW was becoming because of Tony Khan running it like a, a fucking fantasy a fantasy team basically and and he's real bad in he has a creative team now because you know what and i said this on i made a tiktok about this triple h is the best thing that ever happened to aew and i'm gonna and i'll tell you why since greg went out on me. <laughs> you're no, i just had to blow my nose oh i'm, I'm still here so Triple H, so let so first you know uh, half of Triple H's NXT is in AEW right now, and also with Triple H taking over, it breeds competition breeds greatness, and as soon as Triple H took over, look what happened. Punk is back, Omega's back, Dynamite's making an effort. I think everybody was really on cruise control. Really, once Punk left. AEW went on cruise control. They were just throwing shit out there and they didn't really give a fuck because they didn't really have competition and it was hurting their ratings. Uh, Marcus, uh, to comment on some of your uh, comments in the chat here, I do think Kenny helps with the creative. I think CM Punk actually helps a lot with the creative because he's been in the big time and he knows what it takes to put on a proper wrestling show. Uh yeah, I, I don't even think, honestly, Marcus, I don't even think it appears that Moxley's more of a draw. I don't think anyone out there, really, that's not uh, AEW Mark believes that Moxley is a bigger draw than shit half the WWE roster, honestly. I mean, you know, Roman, and, and if you're comparing them to Roman Reigns, it's just, that's just dumb. It's the Miz is a bigger fucking draw than John Moxley. I'm <laughs> sorry, you. but it's true. He's got his own fucking TV show. He, he's a wrestler on on WWE. He's a bigger draw than John Moxley. Fucking Logan Paul is probably a bigger draw than John Moxley right now. <laughs> and that's I'm not I'm really not trying to talk bad about Moxley, but you wrestling fans make it fucking real hard. That's the thing, man. It's like. Blind fans will turn you against somebody that you actually like because it makes it hard to like them because they come up with these wild theories. Like saying he's that he's a better worker than Roman. Yeah. Is insane. Look at where Roman was. I mean, they shoved Roman down our fucking throats for years and, and it, it paid off in the end because he's one of the biggest, he's probably the biggest star in wrestling right now, as far as like, you know, draws go and, Things of that nature. And Roman puts on good matches. Hate the guy if you want, but when he's in the fucking ring, he's good. Yeah. Fine. Like, I mean, he wasn't like at first, shit. but he yeah. is now. And and to, and honestly, like if you really want to get into workers, Seth Rollins is the best fucking worker in the WWE in wrestling, period, because he's fuck the dude literally just puts people over now. He doesn't have to have a title. He doesn't have to win. The dude can literally put on fucking spectacular matches with anybody he gets in the ring with and put them over. And that's what he does. And he's the best at it. Hands down. All right. So you want to, you want to jump into raw here since we want, we're going to discuss raw and dynamite. 
Yeah. So uh, I don't know if you have the results loaded up, but I do. Okay. I'll go off you. So the show started out with uh, Judgment Day coming out and talking about the fucking Mysterios and Edge and all that other bullshit that nobody really gives gives a shit about. about. I hate that faction so much. It it ultimately ended up with uh, Ballard doing a coup de grace on on Rey Mysterio with a chair on him. You know, ooh. Okay. And, uh, oh, and, and but we do we will get Edge and Damian Priest, I think, next week. Yeah. Uh Nikki Ash came out and fucking challenged Alexa Bliss and Asuka, I guess, her and someone else, Dana Brooke, maybe. I don't know. Well, that was for the tag team uh tournament. Yeah, the tag team tournament that nobody gives a shit about. <laughs> it's sad <laughs> it's sad, but it's true. I mean, I, I kinda care. Uh I like this new toxic attraction that was on SmackDown tonight, but we'll get into that. Well, I, I am glad that you you like that. I'm I wish I was with you, but I'm not. <laughs> just don't care. Ba- Bailey, Dakota Kai, and EO Sky's all back, and I still don't care. Oh, <laughs> uh, there was a backstage segment with Austin Theory. Him and yeah, uh, don't don't forget about the hand that came out when he was when uh oh no, that was Dexter or that was uh No, he was fighting with the uh, Dolph. There was a hand in the door. Oh, when they were backstage? Yeah. Yeah. The, I, I, I actually didn't see the, the hand. Everyone's uh, everyone's saying that it's the fiend, but I don't know. I watched I watched like a scene of it later on TikTok, but everything is the fiend. <laughs> of course, because everybody wants the fiend to come back. We got a tag match after that. The Miz and uh, Tommaso Ciampa versus Cedric Alexander and Mustafa Ali. Miz and, Miz and Ciampa win that. It wasn't really anything spectacular. Ali and Cedric uh, Alexander are both good performers. but Yeah, it was a good, decent match. but It was an all right match. Um, then we get to stuff that was actually good. Uh, we Drew McIntyre comes out, cuts a promo. Pretty good promo, actually. I, I, was, I thought it was really good. He talked about... Basically, how you know how, how he fucking got fired from the company, came back, things of that nature. Because I guess uh, people are trying to say that he's not worthy getting or something. Special treatment, yeah, get, yeah, yeah, getting special treatment. And KO came out too and cut a promo with him. Oh yeah, K- KO comes out and cuts a promo on Drew McIntyre. Let's the puts the whole WWE on notice that it's oh, yeah. coming for every everyone on notice. Said he was coming after every fucking belt. Fucking national treasure. That guy's a fucking national treasure, man. He is a national treasure. He said, and now he's he's a prize fighter again. So <laughs> that's right. But actually, I like that. I liked when he was doing the prize fighter thing. But that was a good. That was a good ass fucking promo between the two of them. It it was really good. Um, and it they, culminated they, into an awesome fucking match. It did. Uh, McIntyre or no, it was a no DQ because they both got a, they got the Usos interfered, beat the shit out of both of them. Yep. What what do you think is going to happen with that though? But I don't want to just skip past that. Uh, How how does KO fit into that picture? I don't know because you know you got Karrion Cross too, who's like, uh, which kind of which uh, put everybody on McIntyre also. Yeah, so. I don't know, but I think KO is going to definitely be put into the title picture because Triple H does like him, and he was huge in NXT. So, I mean, he was and huge after NXT. His big attack on McIntyre was that he, you know, he was asking him, he's like, "What are you now?" He's like, "You're always changing, changing up what you are." He's like, "Come out with a sword, come out." Yeah, he's like I've always been Kevin Owens, you know, yeah. the same guy. Yeah. What it and it, it's probably going to be his his go-to from now on because I think he's kind of done with the goofy shit for now and he's going to they're going to take him a little more serious which is good I like him better when he's more serious not being goofy so yeah uh, shit lost my train of thought um, the Usos came out and attacked them that pretty much ended that segment they had a video of Seth Rollins injuring Riddle on Raw again yeah, Riddle gives an exclusive interview. I didn't actually finish all of Raw, so some of this 
I'll just well, I watch. I, I actually watched most of that. So. I tried to get through it today, but I ended up uh, getting busy with something. Um, but Riddle ended up coming. I know I did see where he came out and attacked. Yeah, they Seth. ended up fighting. He because they oh. thought he was like in his house or something. Well, Seth was saying that he was in his mom's basement. <laughs> so and I got to ask you: like, You're nah. a big Riddle fan. How yeah. are you happy to see Riddle come back? Yeah, of course. And I like that he I like that they putting him up against Rollins cuz like I said Rollins is the best fucking worker in wrestling right now. It's not even close. And they're going to put on some fucking spectacular matches once. Better than Osprey? I mean, worker as far as worker goes, you know. Gotcha. He's going to he's going to help put Riddle over. I mean, so Got to love that. Moving on. We had to video hyping up the match between Bobby Lashley and AJ Styles for their United States Championship later tonight. Next up, we have Veer Mahan versus Bo Keller. I didn't even see that. That must, that got, had to have been a squash match. I think it was a squash match. B-E-A-U-X. Bo. Yeah, anyway, your winner is Veer Mahan. I, <laughs> what do you think of Veer Mahan? Because I honestly don't give a fuck about him. I don't know. He doesn't really make sense in the total picture of what's going on in WWE. So I just kind of. I feel like he's a guy that should be part of a faction, but he's just by himself or at least have some type of manager with him. Yeah. Well, I mean, he was feuding with the Mysterios for a minute there, but then now he's just kind of like. Like, what is he? In oblivion. Well, he's like a strong Indian man. That That's that's a gimmick now. Strong Indian man. I guess. That's one of those. I think that's one of those guys that's gonna have to get cleaned up by Triple H, if you know what I mean. Yeah, gonna have to give him a better story. I mean, he's hey. a good. I mean, he's he's a strong, powerful, like crazy guy. I mean, he's he has a place. I just don't. Right now, he's it's doesn't make any sense. He doesn't fit in anywhere in what's going on. In yeah, the total he, he reminds me of someone that would have been like one of Mister Fuji's guys back in the day. During the 80s and 90s. With like Warlord and Barbarian and all those people. Yeah. Definitely. <laughs> Marcus <laughs> says in WWE, ethnicities or characters, you ain't lying about that. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. All right. Uh, moving on. Uh, back from the break, we go backstage with Bailey, Dakota Kai, Eel Sky, Kai, Mai. Uh, <laughs> Says that uh, she'll win her singles match later tonight. Well, guess what? No one's going to be watching, so feel free. Yeah. And they're going to win the Women's Tag Team Championships, blah, blah, blah. Which they Next will. up, we have the United States Championship match. Bobby Lashley, the champion, versus AJ Styles. This was a good match, but it, it, I, it wasn't the best match of the night. It looks like Bobby Lashley picked up the win. Yeah, and I, uh, think, St- I yeah, think Styles went for the phenomenal forearm, and then Lashley speared him. Yeah, and I think part of the reason why I didn't like the, the match as much as I should have is because I wanted AJ Styles to win. But yeah, no. you want to you want to talk about someone who's a worker and puts people over? There you go, right there, yeah. AJ Styles. That was another good the credit one. Yeah. he deserves. Definitely, because he should be fucking top star of the company almost at all times, but. All right, so next up we have Dakota Kai versus Dana Brooke. Did you even watch it? I did. I, well, I forgot about it because <laughs> I was I was driving back from, uh, uh, or I was driving to somewhere on a long car ride, so I had this on in the car. So, well, allow me to refresh your memory. Dakota Kai won that match. No way, really? I, I wouldn't have guessed that she would have won. What do you think of her new hair? I mean, I don't know anything about her on each side. I mean, her hair's cool. I I don't know anything about her because I didn't. I wasn't really watching NXT or anything before she. <laughs> She's got, not bad, but like I don't know. She just it's a not lot of people are like we're like so hyped when she came back, and I was just like, okay, I mean, cool, but whatever. <laughs> so is this is this our main event? Theory versus Dolph Ziggler. Yes, it was. So let me get this right. All right, you know, Raw is getting better. I'm, I, I will say that, but why would you fucking have your championship match before Dakota Kai versus Dana Brooke and before 
that's Austin Theory versus what they do with the U.S. title Denver. every time. That's what they do every time. It's always like this middle mat. It's like the middle of the. It's like the middle of the long ass three hour fucking show. They throw a title match. That should have been there. the fucking main event. Well, I mean, look how many times we got Becky Lynch versus Oscar. You know, before Vince was out. I mean, it was every fucking week we were getting that. No matter what was going on, whatever, what else was going on on the show. I mean, it's so, not. It was a good match. It wasn't a bad match, and they're building. They're building towards something with him and Dolph Ziggler, but it didn't. I need like to be theory. A, I mean, theory. Theory's good. I think he's interesting. He's young. As yeah. long as he, as long as he keeps his nose clean, he'll, uh, he'll do well, and he'll be a big star. Definitely. And he's. And he probably needs to pack on a little more muscle, but he, it looks like he's bulking up, honestly. Because when you first saw him, compared to how he is now, he, he's looking a little bigger. Probably hitting the juice. All right. Uh, moving on to AEW Dynamite. We'll probably spend a lot of time on this show because had a lot of things happen. And it was a it was probably the best show of the week to me. Mm, I don't know about that because you had the G1 final. Well, I mean, besides besides New Japan, if we if we take New Japan out of it. Well, before definitely... before we jump into AEW, actually, I want to discuss that. So the G1 climax is over. Yep. And your winner is Kazuchika Okada. You're not happy with this. No, man. And I and you know I've seen a lot of people say the same thing that I've said, but I you kind of explained it to me how they don't really let foreigners win the G1, but I mean. Will Ospreay should have won the fucking G1. Will Ospreay will win a G1. I can assure you of that. He's probably going to be the next foreigner to win a G1. But like I was telling you, man, there's only ever been one other fucking foreigner to win a G1. And that was Kenny Omega. And it was a big deal when he did it because it's just something that doesn't happen. I mean, then why not give it to like Naito or... Yeah. See that—that's the thing. Well, I like I told you, the reason they gave it to Okada is because they felt like he got fucked in last year's G1. Because last year's G1 final was Kota Ibushi, who actually I think was originally meant to win it and be the first time, the first three-time winner, like three times in a row. But Okada, you know, he Ibushi got hurt, and Okada won by default. Mm. So like. The G1 final is always a big deal. So to have the G1 final end like that with a fucking default winner was kind of, you know, anticlimactic to say the least. But I mean, I just felt like Osprey put on the best matches through the whole thing. He was his incredible. promo, his promo before the before the final was fucking amazing. Like the match I mean, dude, but I saw another TikTok and they were explaining how King's Road storytelling works in Japan. Or they call it King's Road or something like that. And mm-hmm. how, like, uh, you know, how Osprey was doing the finishers, like the Tanahashi finisher and the AJ Styles finisher and the Omega finisher. So it, it made me feel a little bit better about the storytelling because that's what I love about New Japan. But I still think Osprey should have won. Well, you'll be uh, ha- you'll be much happier when he wins it at Wrestle Kingdom. Cause some, cause I mean, do you do you think it's gonna be Okada versus Jay White at Wrestle Kingdom, or do you think that belt's gonna change hands before then, or possibly Osprey challenges Okada for his briefcase? Cause that's happened before in New Japan. So so they get a brief. So so they get like a Money in the Bank thing for winning the G One. Yeah, so basically the winner of the G1 gets a briefcase that gives them the right to challenge the champion at Wrestle Kingdom, which is their WrestleMania. Oh. But oftentimes the champion has to defend that belt before then because Wrestle Kingdom is not until January. Oh, okay. So. I mean, mean, that was the other thing that I I made me think that um, he was going to win was – all the little like towards the end of the of the tournament there was a lot of like back and forth between osprey and jay white 
So I was thinking, oh yeah, they, they're they're going to push Osprey to get that belt. But actually, Marcus, the person that I think is going to take over Bullet Club in the near future, this is this is a this is a shot in the dark here. I think Juice Robinson is going to be the next leader of Bullet Club. <laughs> I think really? I think he, I do. I think he, I think they're at some point they're going to turn on Jay White. And I think it'll probably be Juice because the leader of Bullet Club is always a foreigner. Always. Like, I don't think there's ever been a Japanese leader of Bullet Club. Well, Tama's not Japanese. No, but Tama's, I don't, Tama is not going back to Bullet Club, not for a while. So is Will Ospreay a, a face or a heel? He's. Or is like he a, one of those that rides that fine line? He's definitely a heel, but the problem is he's so popular that. Because I was it, starting to think, like, especially after his promo, I was like, I was like, wait, is Osprey a, a face? Because he's kind of cutting a face promo right now. But, I mean, well, the the it's weird like that because sometimes that'll happen with a. Uh, with those guys, they'll they'll cut a promo like Kenta is one of the the weirdest about it actually because Kenta will sometimes seem like a face, but he's definitely a fucking heel. <laughs> you should have seen how you should have seen the hate that guy got whenever he came back and turned on Shibata. That was that because he went to stuff. W because Kenta went to WWE for a little bit, right? Yeah, and then he got injured a lot, and they just WWE doesn't know how to use Japanese wrestlers, so. Yeah. Well, did you watch that match I told you to watch between Gunther and, and Shinsuke? Not yet. I'll get to it, though. Did right. you watch Kenny Omega versus Okada 1? <laughs> I have not. I have not. I will admit I'm asking more of you on that because that's an hour-long match. But I know. Actually, I thought about watching it today, uh, but my kid wouldn't go down for a nap, so I didn't watch it because I want to like I want to actually like watch it. So, And I know it's an hour long. Yeah, I, I think Tama Tonga might start his own group, honestly. I mean, they what are they? The Gorillas of Destruction? Gorillas so of Destiny, just, him and Tama Destiny, Tonga. Yeah. So Or him and Tonga Loa, his brother. Gods. They're gods. Yep. G O D. I would have I, I think I honestly I mean, this is my first G one and really my first like dabble into New Japan, but I think I honestly would have rather seen Tama Tonga versus uh Jay White. I mean Jay White. I mean uh, Will Osprey. Yeah, but it's Japan, man. You gotta have a no, Japanese. I, I mean, guy you gotta have you gotta have Okada. Yeah. I mean, I get, I get, I totally get it. But have has Tama Tonga and Will Osprey uh, had wrestled before? I think so, but like, not. Th- this is a new Tama Tonga. The Tama Tonga of old was not as intense. Yeah, not not as intense, and not given as much you know, leeway to be a star, you know, he I'm was not gonna basically... lie. I, I was marking out when he was winning. I was like, die. Cause I didn't expect him to, to win his block. And he fucking did. And I was like, Oh yeah. But like overall. So now that you've seen an entire G one, what do you think of the quality of the matches that it delivers? It's the best wrestling. It's the best wrestling you can get. And honestly, like once you understand the way Japanese wrestling works and the storytelling and the way, you know, there's not a bunch of segments uh, like there is in like American promotions like WWE and AEW. It's, you know, it's all wrestling. They do the storytelling in the ring and then they cut the promos after the matches. And that does it for me. Like, they, yeah, they treat it more like it's a, a real sporting event. Yeah, because you have you have that's a good way to put it. I didn't think it like that. But yeah, that's they have like the press scrums like they do in soccer matches at the end. And uh, yeah, I thoroughly enjoyed New Japan and it's probably my favorite thing going right now. It's going to be interesting to see where where it goes from here. I don't I don't know, man. I just have a feeling that here lately at Wrestle Kingdom, they've been doing like double main events like They've been doing the two night things, 
and like WrestleMania. Yeah, but the thing is, is like the champions had to defend the title on like two nights in a row. Yeah. So like last year, you had uh, someone fighting for the title, and then the next night, someone else was fighting for it. So. Well, I, I'm a, I'm definitely fully invested now. It's and like I said, it's probably my favorite. AEW might take over with Punk and Kenny Omega being back, but right now, New Japan is number one. Well, as you know, I've been doing my own G1 on WWE yeah. 2K22 Universe Mode, and the winner of my G1 ended up being Tomohiro Ishii, of all people. <laughs> <laughs> he, went, well, uh, he went undefeated. Undefeated, huh? Him, he, yeah, him and Kenta both went undefeated, and... He he took he took Kenta out even Kenta with his overall 100 rating <laughs> from stat boost and Jeez. then get and then get this I don't know if I told you about this so I gave him the briefcase because he uh he won the G1 right so oh yeah ended, and you said he immediately cashed it in yeah right? I I ended the stream and I was like all right well I'm just gonna you know get this to the next show and then you know turn this off. But no, this dude fucking, I go to skip to the next show when it shows another match. I'm like, oh shit, he's cashing in right now. <laughs> so he cashes in on Jay White and wins the fucking belt from him. So Ishii's my new champion. <laughs> <laughs> I guess he's uh, he's got all the fucking boosts right now, huh? He's just unstoppable, man. I don't, that vertical drop brain buster. Crazy. That's true. New Japan does show cameramen like a sport. WWE does hide them like that, which I, you know, I don't really like because WWE has very much embraced that, that this is a show and that's what we're going to give you. You know, we're not trying to make it seem like anything, but. Oh, yeah. It's sports. Well, it, well, no, they can say wrestler now and wrestling again. Good. So. And yeah, and, and title belt and stuff like that. Did you notice that uh, that's that uh, that's was Drew McIntyre's big thing in his promo? Oh, yeah. I'm a wrestler. We're wrestlers. Like, God how, damn it. Yes, you are. Fucking. I wonder wrestler. how Vince feels about that. He's probably fucking rolling over at his house, <clears throat> throwing shit at the fucking wall. Throwing up and crying. Well, AEW is your thing, so I'm going to let you take the helm on this. All right. Yeah. So we, well, we opened up. Started, I'm going to get water. So. All right. Well, we opened up with a uh, with uh, CM Punk coming down to the ring and cutting a fucking great promo, and then uh, it was interrupted by none other than John Moxley and. Uh, my first thing that I loved about AEW or about Punk's promo was his snow angels that he did while he waited for, um, while he waited for Moxley to come to the ring. Cause you know, Moxley's always wandering around the arena. Uh, you never know where he is. And, uh, it took him, you know, five minutes to get to the ring. Then he also mentioned, uh, Punk also mentioned that uh, he didn't want to punch Moxley because he'd probably start bleeding all over the place, (laughs) which was fucking great. Did you see? uh, Did you see when he uh, acted like he was going to jump into the crowd and he was like, "Oh no, no, no!" no." Yeah, he was like, "Nah, nah," because that's that's rumored how he actually hurt his foot was when he did that. Oh, and I forgot about the big, which has caused the big controversy that everyone's talking shit about fucking CM Punk, is he called out fucking Hangman Adam Page was the first thing he did. Sat Fuck down in the ring, Adam Page. laid the belt down and told him, come down to the ring that right now. And apparently, supposedly, that was off script and Adam Page was in the back eating, so he couldn't like come out and... Uh, Punk wasn't supposed to do that and blah, 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 blah. Because, you know, people people wouldn't know... Some some of these fucking fans wouldn't know a fucking work if it punched him in the balls. But, uh, anyways... I yeah, bet so- he went to the back after that thing 
Hangman Adam Page came up to him with his mouth full of food. And he was like, you motherfucker almost spit out my food when you did that yeah. shit. <laughs> well, uh, one of the Dark Order guys tweeted out a picture of um, Adam Page in the back eating. And I forgot. It was some caption about punk, but it was funny. And uh, it's like, come on, man. Like, can you not see it? And everyone's like, yeah, don't you remember when Adam Page said something about punk when they were feuding? And I'm like, yeah, have you ever watched fucking wrestling before, you fucking idiots? Like, it's AEW fans in a nutshell, Dustin. It's a fucking work. It's a work. Just like MJF. Yeah, I, you know what? I'm, I forgot to mention that in my rant in the beginning, but... This is all building towards that. MJF is coming. There's all now. Guess what's coming out today? All these reports about MJF is returning to TV very soon, which is why they're they fucking scrapped Moxley and Punk at all out because there's something bigger on the horizon because we've been fucking working towards a fucking storyline because wrestling as much as I love it is a fucking TV show that's written. And these guys are characters that they play on fucking TV. But anyways, now are these characters sometimes a reflection of their real self? Absolutely. Of course. That's what makes them good. That's how, you know, you got a good character is when it reflects your actual person, but that doesn't mean that that's 100% who they are. All these fucking people who love Eddie. I don't know. Eddie Kingston might not be, or he might just really be that big of a dipshit, (laughs) but (laughs) <laughs> i mean i've seen i've seen his stuff that i've seen tiktoks and videos of him like off script and he seems like a, a just another guy dude he probably is he's probably a cool dude he seems like a cool dude i've seen him cut a promo on a cookie before it was funny you know he's just another he's, guy these are fucking human like beings smells like onions <laughs> but his eyebrows though the fucking his eyebrows, eyebrows are, are clean but yeah, so we got we got the fucking promo, and Moxie. That's comes a good down. promo, by the way. Great promo for a comeback promo. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, then uh, then they started fucking going at it, and uh, couldn't be broken up. I had yeah. a little bit of a problems with them going at it because it seemed to. Like it just it kind of went on a little longer than it yeah it, it 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 did it. It, 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 the longer it went on, the more you're like, okay, there's not, you know, any. Yeah, there was definitely a few here. times there. Where I was like, all right, all right, come on. It's guys, like, are these can... guys laughing? <laughs> I mean, it did point, seem it like, like it CM Punk was laughing. Yeah, they, uh, they were definitely. It definitely went on just a little bit too long, but they were trying to build that, like, that you know, oh, these guys can't keep their hands off each other till you know next week. So let me ask you or, a question. There was a powerhouse Hobbs thing backstage after this, and he's claiming that he doesn't like losing, but apparently Ricky Starks does. What what the fuck is this all about? I know is it all have to do with him losing the losing the match to Hook? I guess. He said he said he claims he breaks necks. He breaks backs and necks. Oh yeah, he breaks backs and necks. Which I also do that as well. And he's got he's got something for the factory too. That's what he said. Yeah, so he's gonna he has a match. I think next week he has a match with Ricky Starks, and then after that, I guess he's gonna feud with the Factory. I don't know. So how how did you like all the dragon plugging that they were doing on this episode of Dynamite? I mean, it was their. I mean, they are owned by Warner Brothers, so which is HBO. So they uh, were definitely plugging the fuck out of that new show, which I'm yeah, excited got- about. So you got the, you got Dan, you know, the dragon, Brian Danielson and the dragon slayer. And they had Ricky, the steamboat dragon or whatever. Ricky the dragon steamboat the dragon as, the steamboat. <laughs> as the guest timekeeper, whatever the fuck that means. <laughs> Looked to me like he was just sitting in the fucking crowd. All of, all the uh, all a guest timekeeper means is that you get the closest seat to the ring. <laughs> I guess so. And then, uh, yeah, and then we got a pretty fucking, I thought, what I thought was a good fucking match between Daniel Bryan and Daniel Garcia. It was a good match. I I felt like it 
went on went a little long, honestly. I realize this was a two or three falls match, but they could have got some of those falls a lot quicker. So I already knew it was going to be one of those hour-long matches. Uh, there was one thing I didn't like, though, and, th- and this happened in their previous match, is the, uh, the hold that Daniel Garcia puts on Daniel Bryan to make him pass out. It's not a fucking choke hold. It's like a, it's like a cross face. So it's like he passes out from the pain because he doesn't. Well, tap. here, here, that that was the part of the match that I had a serious fucking problem with, and it was so fucking stupid. So let me get this right. He puts Daniel Bryan in this fucking move that he calls the Dragon Killer, the Dragon Tamer. I don't know the yeah. fucking Dragon Slayer something. Oh, the Dragon Tamer. That's what he calls it. So he puts him in this hold. Daniel Bryan doesn't tap because obviously he doesn't tap. So he passes out again, and that's how Garcia gets a fall. So you mean to tell me that I'm expected to believe that if somebody puts a hold on someone else and they immediately make them pass out, that they're not going to just flip them over and go ahead and get the second fall, one, two, three (laughs) after that? It's fucking stupid, man. They should not have made him pass out from it. Well, they did the 10 count thing afterwards. They did the, you know, because he was out, like the one, two. But he, uh, but yeah, and honestly, that kind of hold wouldn't really make you pass out. But that's the thing. That's the thing that doesn't make sense. So you mean to tell me that you're going to, instead of covering this guy, one, two, three, you're going to take a a 10 count instead? Yeah, I mean. It it doesn't make fucking sense. Yeah, honestly, that should have been like the second fall or the fall to win the match. I mean, he didn't win the match, but Marcus said he's a big Garcia mark. See, what they should have done is they should have made Garcia get some type of cheap fall, rather it be like a small package, a roll-up, whatever. Somehow, some way, he got, he got a quick fall that way. Danielson gets surprised, and then what they do is they make it seem like he's going to get the second fall by making Daniel uh, Brian Danielson pass out from that Dragon Tamer. Then... What do you know? Daniel Bryan manages to get up by the 10 count because, you know, passing out doesn't qualify as tapping out. So the referee has to do a 10 count. One, two, three. Yeah. That would have made more sense. But no, they fucking used that to get a fall, which was stupid. Especially the first one. It's because it's like, okay, well, this guy, this guy was just passed out. And now he's going to wrestle a whole nother fucking to a fucking, you know, 45-minute match. Like, come on. The better storytelling would have been to have Daniel Bryan get up at that 10 count and be like, he just refuses to, you know, be beat. But, yeah. But, you know, AEW doesn't always book everything great. All right, so we have that. Well, Daniel Bryan ends up winning uh, with, a, like, a cheap, how did, how did he I know he got one one fall by like reversing a move and like getting a pinfall off of that yeah. the dragon then, tamer again right yeah like he got a he got a three count by like reversing it but the, what was uh, the final that was fall? the third fall was that one I think oh that was the third fall yeah so what was the second what was the Daniel Bryan's other fall that was hold on I'm trying to go back and so Garcia gets one and zero. Then uh, Garcia wastes no time getting the control. I think he got him with like a quick roll up or something. It, w- it wasn't so. He did uh, that yoga pose shit, man. What was that? <laughs> See, like this match was good, but it had stuff in it that was. It was that didn't it, make sense. I mean, the yoga pose stuff. I don't really have a problem with. That's kind of new, <clears throat> kind of new Japan-y, honestly. I just think that he could have sold it a little better. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It, it doesn't say. I can't remember exactly how it how the because I missed this. I missed Daniel Bryan's second fall. And, um, because I'm looking I was now. He he and, locks in the LaBelle lock. Uh, Garcia hits a drop kick, but he shrugs it off. He nails a running knee. I don't know. I don't. I don't see where Danielson got a. The the second the, his it. first fall he got was like real quick and weird because I was driving and watching this and so I wasn't paying as good of attention as I should have and I missed that. Yeah. Third fall I know was something 
some kind of like because I didn't. Th- I honestly thought Daniel Garcia was going to win, but he didn't. And Daniel Bryan or Bryan Danielson or whatever went over. And then we had the fucking Jericho coming down to attack Bryan Danielson because you know we can't ever have anything with Jer- Jericho appreciates the society and Blackpool Combat Club without running. Oh. Of course, but it was only Jericho, so you know at least we got. That. Oh wait, I mean you forgot you forgot that Moxley came back out and called out CM Punk. That happened before the uh, before that, right? Hello, you there? I think you, uh, all right. So Dustin froze up on me. So yeah, uh, so we had. John Moxley come back out and he was calling out CM Punk said, you know, he doesn't want to wait. He wants to do it right now. They get into a scrap again and fight on a little bit. Yeah, because, you know, they're not going to be able to keep their hands off each other until all out. So that's why they went ahead and booked that match. Exactly. Which what did you think of the uh, what did you uh, let's go back a little bit. What did you think of the Garcia, the chant for Garcia that he's a wrestler? Oh, I'm I'm glad you brought that up because that chant almost made me turn that fucking match off. <laughs> I I started to skip to the end when that fucking chant happened because I started to get so mad. I'm like, "You're a wrestler, no shit, motherfucker." I'm in a wrestling <laughs> ring and I'm in wrestling tights and I'm wrestling Daniel Bryan. No, but he's a who, sports who, who entertainer. Who he's was a sports entertainer? He, oh, no one in AEW. That's what they were going on. It was the sports entertainment thing. And that's what Jericho told him. He's like, what are you going to be? You're going to be a wrestler or a sports entertainer. You got to make a decision. And that whole thing is stupid anyway. And he was talking about it on Rampage tonight, too. He's like, yeah, you're going to see t- on Dynamite next week. You're going to see what Daniel Daniel Garcia decides, whether who, he, who he's going to be loyal to. Blah, 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 blah. I'm like, okay. I so like you- the guy. I like the Daniel. I like Daniel Garcia. I don't. I don't mind. I wasn't him. crazy about him, but this match actually made me realize because I saw the first match. But um, I want to see how he works with other people. Yeah. Before I get before I get a full scale of what I actually think about him, because it's easy to look good in a ring with Daniel Bryan. That's that's all I'm gonna say. Yeah. In regards to that, so I need to see him face somebody who's not a superstar like Bryan and still look good like that so all right well moving on to the next match we had the gun club versus the varsity blondes and it was basically a squash match they beat the shit out of the varsity blondes within they did a minute and then uh fucking stokely hathaway comes out and the fucking ass boys beat the shit out of their own fucking dad sure did they started beating on fucking billy gunn well, they're going to get their asses spanked for that later on. Yeah, he said that on Rampage tonight. He's going to spank their ass. <laughs> he said it. He's going to spank their ass because Billy Gunn and the Acclaimed are back together again. Scissor me, daddy. Scissor me, daddy. Ah, <laughs> Yes, sir. I love that. You were like, I, I'm probably going to skip this match. I'm like, don't skip it, man. Don't skip it. It's really, really fucking short. And the end is the only thing that you're going to want to see anyways. And they did. They did the fucking scissor thing like three times in the middle of the ring, so that was great. Well, you actually got to see Pac backstage with uh, with his championship. Yeah, I guess he's in the U.S. right now, and uh, we get to be blessed with the, the greatness that is Will Ospreay and Aussie Open next week. Oh, so yeah. Can't definitely wait. looking forward to that. Uh, yeah, so they cut a promo talking about their match next week with Aussie Open, so I'm definitely looking forward to that. Uh, so we had a jungle we had a jungle boy promo after that. Um, yeah, and you said today out. you said today in over text that you don't really think Jungle Boy has good mic skills. I don't. I think he sucks, honestly. Yeah, I think he uh well I was saying <clears throat> earlier, he, I think he's still kind of young, which is why he had Christian with him. He's still developing those Mike skills because it wasn't a yeah. terrible promo. It was it's it not wasn't terrible. robotic, but the problem is that he doesn't seem like he means what he says. Yeah, no, I get that. I, that's that's where that's why my, my criticism of it is he's he's talking, but he hasn't quite you know realized that, that um, emotion behind it. 
He's got to find something that pisses him off and channel that whenever he's trying to do angry promos. Maybe he just likes Christian so much because they hung out for so long that it's hard for him to be mean to him. So what was this t-shirt he was talking about he wore that AEW said never to wear again? Oh, it said Christian is a pussy on it. Oh, yeah, I I thought it was something like that. Because he called him a pussy in like one of the first promos that he cut on him. And then he wore a, a shirt that said Christian is a pussy. But they finally fucking went at it. Well, Jungle Boy beat the fucking dog shit out of him. Yes, he did. S- slammed his head into the stairs like 75 times. <laughs> I was like, God damn, man, take it easy. <laughs> but I mean, he was <laughs> Actually, talking it shit says on here. It says he then bashes Cage's skull into the stairs several times until security <laughs> comes down to break them apart. <laughs> yeah. Christian Christian said that he wanted uh, him and, uh, and Jungle Boy to go back to old times, but uh, I guess Jungle Boy wasn't having that. He wasn't. Uh, he wasn't having for, that. We're talking about his dead dad. Uh, did, you, did you want to talk about Clint King or Killing King? Killing King versus Tony yeah. Stark. Tony <laughs> it's Kylan <Stark>. King. <laughs> Kylan, whatever. I'll, I'll yep. yes, we'll talk about it for for a little bit because uh, you Tony can talk Storm, about it. I don't give a shit about it. So, <laughs> <laughs> so Tony Storm. Uh, they, she uh, named her. She finally named her little finisher move that I love so much, and it's called the Sweet Cheeks music. So, Sweet Cheeks music. Because you know she just rams her fucking ass into somebody's face every time. But uh, yeah, she defeated Kylan King. You? Huh? Yeah, I wish it was it- me every time. <laughs> uh, she defeated defeated Kylan King, and she will face her tag team partner Thunder Rosa at All Out. Good match. I enjoy watching Tony Stark wrestle. I mean, Tony Storm wrestle. So uh, Tony Stark. <laughs> Tony Stark. Yeah, I never seen Tony Stark wrestle. I mean, I don't know how good he would be without a suit. Uh, then we had a a, a promo between Swerve Strickland and Private Party. Well, that was before and, that, but. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. So they're gonna they were gonna face each other at Rampage, which uh, I watch Rampage and uh, Swerve Swerve in Our Glory or whatever they're called. They they retained. Uh, oh, we didn't talk about Jay Lethal fighting Dax Harwood next week. Uh, I guess I'm excited about that. Well, we did have Satnam Singh uh, tell. Wardlow that uh, in his weird retarded way that he talks that he's going to beat him. <laughs> I'm going to beat and, you. Uh, I'm going to beat you. Uh, yeah. So are you excited about Jay Lethal versus Dax Harwood? Because uh, Marcus says Garcia versus Suzuki on YouTube. So was Garcia in New Japan? No, not that I'm aware of. Marcus is a is a New Japan next expert. He's one of my friends on TikTok, so he is he he stayed up every night. He stayed up every night and watched the G one at four a.m. That's how dedicated. Hey, my hats off to training. you, buddy. That's that's some dedication there. I did it once, but it was only because I was up early to fucking drive five hours. So, well, let's move on to the main event. Andrade El Idolo. Dragon Lee and Kenny Roosh Omega versus the Young Bucks and their mystery partner who turned out to be the cleaner. The cleaner. Kenny Omega. And his fucking intro- Do they introduce him like that every time he comes to the ring? Uh, mostly, yeah. Well, that was fucking... I love that. They fucking listed every single accomplishment that he's ever had. And uh, it was good to see him back. I only got a little bit of a taste of Kenny Omega when I got back into wrestling, and then he went out with his injuries. So Yeah, and sadly, uh, Ome- Ome- before Omega went out, you actually finally started to get good Omega stuff in AEW because his early AEW stuff was not that good. Um, but the the latter stuff was getting a lot better because he was becoming more of that heel Kenny Omega character that everyone likes because Kenny Omega just doesn't work well as a face because it's kind of like what you said about the young bucks. 
Yeah, they, about it just, how they it just, just they're work. just better as heels. Kind of, it's kind of the same with Punk. Like he's really just a better heel, man. That's his. That is yeah. who he is, man. Like they can have those occasional like face moments, but they really need to be heels. But how did you think Kenny looked overall in this match? Uh, I I think he looked a little bit rusty, but he looked good for someone that's been out for you know ten months. I think some of the ring rust stuff was intentional. Like like, was, like I told you. Yeah, I mean I get that. I can see that for sure. Play it up a little bit. Plus, he's like, like, for like, exa- like for example, when he did the uh, the thing where he like he slams him forward, or like he does like a uh, what's a fucking he jumps forward with him, and then he immediately comes off of him, does a backflip off the top rope, and does a moonsault onto him. Yeah, he screw he botched that one, but I think that was an intentional botch. I mean, it makes sense. The dude's not get, the dude can't come back after ten months being out ten months and just look amazing. Oh, but he will. Uh, you did get to see. You did say you loved that uh, Kenny Omega versus Daniel Bryan match. That's Brian Daniel. Favorite. Yeah, Brian that's Daniels probably match. like in my top five matches of all time. It was. It like, was a good match. That was really. But that was really like my first time I watch, ever watched AEW, and that was the mat. That was the first ever mat AEW match I ever watched, and I was fucking blown away. And then it went all downhill from there. <laughs> I mean, I've I've content I stuck with it, and, and finally it's gotten it's dead. Like like it says in the title, it's definitely worth watching again. But uh, did you go back and watch that promo I told you to watch? Where he the, I did, and it, where he compared the AEW fans to the fucking cat <laughs> that shits on the floor. <laughs> yes, pretty good comparison if I don't say so myself. Yeah, he's like, yeah, you know, I. You know, you're kind of like the fucking cat that shits and pisses on the floor, but it's like, how can I be mad at a little kitty cat? <laughs> That's AEW fans in a nutshell, and I am an AEW fan. I'm just not a big giant mark yet. Yes, I am a semi AEW fan. I like my it thing is, I'm thing. a fan. I just I'm not afraid to criticize the fucking product. Uh, yeah, actually, that's what I'd say about me too. I like AEW. I, if I if I didn't like it, I wouldn't watch it at all. But it's like you said, man. Like. The problem with their fan base is you can't criticize it, man. Any any little criticism you give, and they're like, "Oh, you're just a fucking hater." No, oh, you must love WWE, and it's like fucking wrestling no. wrestling gatekeepers. Yeah, like I actually I like AEW better than WWE. I just am not afraid to fucking say if something sucks or if it doesn't. I don't really watch WWE because I think the product isn't that great. Like the. Oh, looks like Dustin froze up on me again here. Uh, but yeah, Dustin's definitely the bigger AEW fan between us two. I like it, but to me, it's probably my, I'd say it's definitely under New Japan. New Japan is my top show. I go back and forth between which I like better between AEW and Raw. It all depends on what's going on. The Roman Reigns stuff really pulls me in on Raw, so I basically watch our SmackDown rather. So I basically watch just for that. But you know, I'm a WWE fan for over 30 years, so my loyalties will always be with them in some way. But uh, looks like Dustin had some issues, so I'm just gonna go ahead and end the show. We were about to wrap it up anyway. Uh, keep watching our stream for our. WWE Universe streams. We beat it. We do those quite often, actually. Dustin has his universe that he has a bunch of people from the TikTok in. And my universe is mostly just uh, basic wrestlers with a few creative people, me, Dustin, and a couple friends of mine. But it's a lot in, uh, it's got New Japan added and AEW. And every couple of months on the calendar on it, I do like a Worlds Collide event to where all the brands have matches in one event. But, oh, there's Dustin back. I was just wrapping up the show. Um, yeah, we can. Oh, I did watch uh, Rampage and SmackDown so that you don't have to. And I will say that uh, it is I mean, it worth Ro- watching. Roman is on SmackDown. I'll watch then. Week. So, but he only, he's just, it's a cut in a promo and it's towards the end. There's some good stuff on there, but it's, it's, it's nothing that, I mean, it's, 
definitely. I'll do like I always do with SmackDown. I'll watch his promo, and that's all I'll care about. Rampage was <laughs> was okay. It was all right, but it's Rampage. You know, Rampage is. I don't know what they do with that fucking show, but yeah. Well, before we head out of here, I want to plug our other podcast that we do, the Slacker Cast, yep, every yep. Tuesday evening, usually around what ten o'clock, ten thirty. Yep. yep. Next week's we've been doing top ten list again. Next week's list is going to be our top ten post dystopian future movies. So that should be a fun one. And then I think after that one, we're doing uh top ten hot chicks. Our no, top, I thought we were our, doing no, the stud list. No, we're doing the studs again. That's right. The stud our, list. Our, our, we're but, bringing the stud list back. But we're not doing that while I'm in Texas. Okay, you're gonna okay. fucking wait. So we may have to push it back. We'll see. Well, we'll figure it out. But that's the show, so until next time. Keep it kayfabe, because kayfabe still exists. It does exist, so keep it.